What's going on, everybody? Uh, it's your boy Trey. Welcome back to the Renewed Studio. It's been a while since we've uh, since we've met. It's been a while since we've been up on on this platform. Um, but I'm really glad to be back. You know, my family. We had a couple of um, health scares. Uh, we had a death in the family. Um, and then you just have like the busyness of work and school um, and family and things of that nature uh, that kind of took us away. Uh, but I'm really glad to say that the studio is back and I'm looking forward to really getting back into the conversation. Um, thank you for joining us on the platforms. I don't know if you're on, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, or if you're following us on our YouTube channel, uh, Renewed Studio. But either way, I'm just really glad that you chose to tune in so we can have this conversation. No, the last time that we met or last time that we were on uh, on this platform, we were really dealing uh, with the uh, with our Christian Foundation series. And we were kind of going through the fruits of the spirit. The last one that we did was patience. Um, and so we want to pick up from there and just kind of talk about um, a not often talked about fruit of the spirit, uh, which is kindness. Um, you would think that, you know, when we look at the example of Jesus Christ in the New Testament and the way that he really dealt with the people, um, he was really only harsh to one group of people, and that was the Pharisees. Um, but for everyone else, whether they were believers or non-believers, uh, Jesus Christ really showed compassion, um, and he demonstrated a love for humanity um, that we as Christians need to aspire to replicate. Um, we are, as Christians, we are called to represent Christ in the earth. And sometimes some of us take that uh, to mean that we're supposed to lay down the law, right? Or sometimes it takes us in, into places where we become extremely judgmental or we try to lock people into our own boxes. Um, and really, that's not what God is calling us to do, right? God absolutely wants us to stand on the Bible um, and to contend for the faith, right, as Paul writes. And at the very same time, um, he wants us to display uh, the characteristics um, of the Holy Spirit. And that's what the fruit of the Spirit is. It's the characteristics uh, that come from the Holy Spirit and are made alive in us. Um, and so we want to just kind of get into that conversation. Before we move any further, so I typically forget to say this, uh, but please, if you are new to the channel, if you're new to listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or YouTube, uh, please subscribe to the channel so that way you can be notified whenever uh, we upload new content on the platform um, and hit like wherever that is appropriate. So that way the different platforms know that we're doing something good here. That being said, we're going to get into it um, and just, you know, kind of discuss what it means to be kind biblically. You know, here at the Renewed Studio, we want to encourage rightly dividing the word of God while also biblically and critically thinking through the issues of the day. Uh, we've had some good conversations about some social issues, um, about some issues that are happening within the country, um, and we've also had some good conversations about the Bible. So we want to keep that, that going on. Uh, so let's go ahead and let's get started uh, really looking at um, our text for the day, which is coming from Galatians 5, to through 23. Um, and it reads, says, but for the fruit, uh, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. The law is not against such things. Again, that's Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Uh, that really talks about the fruit of the spirit. And so when we talk about the fruit of the spirit, you know, what are we talking about? We're really talking about the result 
of the Holy Spirit working in you. Uh, when we get saved, and this is specifically targeted towards uh, those new Christians, you know, those, of, those of us who may be new Christians, when you get saved, right, the Holy Spirit begins working inside of you and really starts to change things about you, it changes the way that you think, the way you perceive, and the way that you out, a way that you act outwardly as well. Um, and so when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, what we're really talking about are the characteristics that the Spirit of God uh, works in us as it's taking things out of us. And the fruit of, and bearing the fruit of the Spirit really is the proof that the Spirit of God lives in you. Um, there are a lot of people who would like to point to other things that, that are the evidence of the Spirit of God living inside of you. Uh, but really, it's are you demonstrating, are you bearing the fruit uh, of the Spirit changing your life? If you are bearing the fruit of the Spirit of God changing your life, then that's the evidence that you need that the Holy Spirit is in you and is working inside of you. When Paul writes to the Galatians, <clears throat> one of the things that he does in an earlier chapter, um, or I should say not in an earlier chapter, but in the same chapter, but earlier verses, is he really uh, compares the fruit of the Spirit with what he calls as the work of the flesh. And he does this in Galatians 5, 19 through 21. He says, now the works of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things as I warned you before, uh, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Right. And so when we talk about why are so many bad things happening in the world? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to innocent people? Why is there uh, trafficking in the world? Why is there rampant uh, murder in the world? Why is there uh, um, uh, racism in the world? Why is there sexism in the world? Why is there poverty in the world? Why is there why are there people? Why are there, Why do we have the haves and the have-nots? Um, why do people do bad things to people? All of this can be summed up as works of the flesh, and Paul lists them out. He lists out the works of the flesh. You think about like something like selfish ambitions. How often have people, uh, because of their self ambitions, uh, selfish ambitions, how often have they built their success off the backs of people, right? Or you think about uh, dissensions, right, and, and envy. Like how often are people motivated by being jealous of someone else? How often are people uh, motivated uh, by their own immorality, their own impurity, right? Uh, you look at sorcery and hatreds and idolatry, all these things that take us away from God and contribute to the bad things that people do to other people can all be, again, contributed to the works of the flesh. And so what Paul does is Paul uh, brings out the fruit of the spirit and says, this is what the believer, this is what the Christian, this is what the follower of what they would have called back then the way, this is how we live. And the reason why we're able to do that is because of the Holy Spirit. We are not operating in envy uh, with each other. We're operating in peace with each other. We, we demonstrate love to each other and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. 
while we see the chaos that happens in the world and we see the injustice that happens in the world and we see the pain that happens in the world, when we allow the spirit of God to really move inside of us, uh, we don't see those things. Right? We're able to overcome those things if we allow the spirit of God to do what he wants to do in our lives. Let's go to some scriptures so we can kind of see, uh, see what the scripture says about this. Colossians 3, 12 and 13 says, Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly love, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, if any bearing with one another, if anyone has a grievance against one another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. So we see in Colossians that one, God is talking about, or he, uh, Paul is talking to those whom are called God's chosen ones. Those are those of us who are believers, right? And it says, put on compassion and kindness, right? We are supposed to be bearing with one another. That means that we're supposed to be patient with one another, um, even when we have differences, right? Um, and just as the Lord has forgiven us, as Colossians says, you are also to forgive. And so this kindness is meant to be extended from one person to the other, from one believer to another in a way that really inspires us to be able to walk with people, even when we're not always in agreement, even when we kind of have a different perspective, right? Even when there's a temptation uh, to have issue. Paul in Colossians lets us know that we need to have kindness and humility and gentleness and patience while we bear with one another and to make sure that regardless of what happens to forgive people in the same way that God also forgives, forgives us of our sins. Let's go to another scripture that kind of that's kind of related. Ephesians 4 and 32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another for uh, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. So once again, we have the, the author here is, is encouraging Christians to be kind and compassionate to one another. It is a central theme of the Christian life. Yes, I want power to cast out demons and to preach the gospel and to heal the sick and all those things. But I also want kindness so that way I can be compassionate for my brother and my sister. So that way I can show kindness to those who are in need, right? Galatians 6 and 10 uh, kind of picks up on this and it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And so Paul here in Galatians lets us know that as believers, we should never pass up an opportunity to do good for anyone. If we have the ability to be good to someone, if we have the opportunity to be good to someone, then we need to make sure that we are uh, taking advantage of that opportunity. And we need to also be good to each other as believers. <clears throat> so that way the testimony of the church isn't that the same thing we see in the world we see in church, right? Like people often will talk, use that phrase when we're talking about um, the way that people dress or the way that people talk or the way that people sing. And we'll say, oh, you shouldn't look like the church shouldn't look like the world. And it's correct. The church should not look like the world, but the church shouldn't look like the world either when it comes to all the strife, right? When it comes to the injustice, when it comes to treating people unfairly, right? The church should be able to, people should be able to look into the church and see that there are people treating each other with kindness and that there are people in the church treating people even outside of the church with kindness, because this is what the scripture tells us we're supposed to do. 
And then lastly, in Titus 3 and 4, it says, But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not by works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. And so what we read in Titus is that our salvation is made possible because of the kindness of God. Right. Without the kindness of God, we don't have salvation because it wasn't anything that we did that we where we deserve salvation. We didn't we weren't so great that God was like, you know what? I need to reward them for their goodness and go ahead and give them salvation. No, 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 no. It was simply because of God's kindness and his love for mankind. This is what Titus says, Titus three and four, because of his kindness and his love for mankind is the reason why he saved us. And so if God could look down on sinful man with kindness and with love and offer salvation, then we, as the recipients of that kindness, need to also be reflections of that kindness towards other human beings, right? It's easy to, to be kind to people that make you feel happy, right? It's easy to be kind to people who treat you well. But if we know anything about the scripture, the scripture does not... Uh, does not only say be kind to those people who treat you well or treat people good who only treat you well. No, no, no. We're supposed to love everybody. We're supposed to love our loved ones as well as our enemies. We're supposed to be kind to everyone, including people who do not believe in the same way that we believe. We as Christians need to be reflecting this kindness. So in the same way that we want to grow in the gifts of the spirit, uh, we want to grow in, in, in the gifts that God has for us. We want to grow in our ability to communicate the gospel. We also need to grow in our ability to reflect kindness into the world uh, to show God's kindness. With that being said, what I want to do before we get off is I want to just pray for everyone who's listening. You may be a new Christian um, or you may be a seasoned Christian, uh, but I think that this is something that we can all pray and ask that God help us to grow and our expression of kindness, our, our expression of godly kindness uh, to those people that we come into contact with, whether it be in our church, at our jobs, in our family, in public. Uh, however you interact with people, uh, we want to pray that God helps them to grow our capacity to demonstrate uh, kindness. So Heavenly Father, we come before you in Jesus' name and we thank and we praise you for you alone are God. And there is none other like you and there is no God beside you. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins. And we thank you that you resurrected him on the third day. And he sits at your right hand with all power in his hands. And because of that, we had the opportunity to salvation. Now, Father God, we come before you. We pray that if there is anything in our lives that is keeping us from demonstrating this level of kindness that you are instructing us through your word to do, I pray that you remove it out of our lives. Whether we are new Christians, whether we are seasoned Christians, uh, whether we are returning Christians from a backslidden, backslidden state, no matter how, where we are in our walk with you, I pray that you will help to grow our capacity to reflect the kindness that you have shown onto humanity. Help us to reflect that back to the humanity that we that we interact with. Again, like we said, whether that's on our jobs, in our churches, in our families, amongst our friends, amongst those who don't like us or just the random person on the street, I pray that we would be the people who would take every opportunity to be kind to people and to show people your kindness. I thank you and I praise you for what you're doing in our, in our lives. And I thank God for the testimonies to come. Thank you in Jesus' name. 
Amen. All right, everybody. So glad that you stepped in, stopped in here again with me just so we can have this conversation. And I look forward to having more conversations as we continue our Christian Foundation series and continue to go deeper into the fruits of the Spirit. With that being said, everybody, have a great, wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.